why don't we create a customized skincare hair care body care brand uh, in india and what better way to do it than uh, using ayurveda because ayurveda inherently believes that uh, everyone is born with their own prakriti Hey everyone this is Minajan and welcome back to another episode of Modernizing Base podcast. On this episode we have Jatin with us. Jatin is a leading Vedics in India and on a global level. So for all of you who don't know about Vedics, Vedics is the India's first customized G2C Ayurvedic brand and I'm stunned by the things that um, Jatin and team have done with Vedics. I'm very excited for this conversation. I'm uh, want to know a lot of things from you Jatin but first of all I want to know how you have achieved so much in just a short span of time of around i think so 700 1000 days in just 1000 days you have done so much gone to global launch multiple brands so how how it is happened what was in the back end done thanks minesh uh, for covering that uh, i'm really honored to be uh, to to have established vedics as a brand so the journey really started as you rightly said about 3 uh, and a half years back and the inception so the trigger was uh, an experience we had with our media property so we also run couple of media properties where we publish articles and we also help launch other uh, brands and about 4 years mm-hmm. back we launched uh, this a few skincare brands there and uh, when we launch brands we also measure the customers who use those brands what are their satisfaction score with their products and uh, when we surveyed customers of those brands we realized that uh, barely 30% were happy with the product and about 60% were indifferent and 10% were not happy now for a product where uh, almost 70% will not buy again because they are either indifferent or unhappy it's a very uh, it's not a great uh, sort of business to be in because only you have to keep acquiring more and more new customers right mm. and so we tried to figure out why they are not happy and when we did a survey we realized that uh, the product did not suit them so we went back to the brands said that hey your products are uh, not making enough people happy and they said no, it's not the product because the product are great but it says that people are different right so a single mm. cream a mass market cream or a lotion or a shampoo or a conditioner cannot work for everyone because everyone's skin is different hair is different uh, scalp texture is different so that sort of led to the genesis of this idea why don't we create a customized skin care hair care body care brand uh, in india and what better way to do it than uh, using ayurveda because ayurveda inherently believes that uh, everyone is born with their own prakriti as defined by their uh, balance of vata pitta kapha hmm. and as they grow and their lifestyle habits uh, affect their prakriti and sort of move into a state of vikruti and uh, what ayurveda basically does is help them bring that vikruti back to their original state so we brainstorm over this idea we worked with ayurvedic doctors who poured through texts uh, and sort of we created this 2025 long question long questionnaire which we call vpq and we launched it uh, as a beta mode and we saw how the customers react so the way it works is that you come on the website answer a bunch of questions which helps us understand understand your current concerns and your current state of vikruti and then sort of we uh, after looking at that we assign scores and based on that we map your personality or your profile to a already established set of product combinations which will uh, in case of hair care it could be a combination of oil shampoo mm. and serums 
in case of skincare it will be a combination of cleanser moisturizers and active in case of body care it will be a combination of body oil body wash and body lotion and body scrub and uh, yeah so that's how it works you work with uh, potentially hundreds of combinations so while the number of sku's um, are limited to about 40 or 50 in total number of combinations with those sku's are in, in hundreds so that's how sort of we started um, yeah so that was the genesis and uh, we saw great initial traction and over the years we have been able to build that uh, into a you know substantial business amazing so i want to know one thing like uh, that you touched the point that what happened is the customer retention in e-commerce right so e-commerce is going at a good pace but what one thing is lacking in a lot of industry not in a skin care ayurvedic body care market but if you look at a apparels accessories you name it any any industry in any e-commerce brand or d2c brand you realize that a lot of uh, brands are struggling with their retention rate so let's say 100 buys 20 to 25 come back and 25% is a very high retention rate what industry talks about as per my knowledge right so how a different industries can leverage customization like what is the scope of customization that you have seen because of customization vedics have grown so as per your knowledge so what are the like what is the scope of customization in e-commerce as a whole industry right i think see that's a very valid point mination i think the right way to think about it is that customization is the only way to retain customers because uh, you know think about your own experience if you like the t-shirt or a or a face wash mm. right and most likely you'll go back and buy the same t-shirt because you just love the way it fit you in our case since we create products that are unique to each individual it works for them and once it works for them there's very little incentive for the customer to move out of that product and try something else because no one wants to sort of rock the boat when it comes to this personal care skin care hair care routines and uh, and and it's very true in our it sort of is visible in our retention numbers right on an average a customer buys from us three times in a year our retention rate just the first month retention rates are more than 50% and sort of that tail uh, the tail off over the over a period of time but uh, overall as i said uh, an average customer buys from us three times which is as high as a platform retention rate so a platform mm-hmm. is nike or amazon will have that kind of retention rate right and the only reason we are able to achieve that is because of customization so i believe that is the only way uh, to really build uh, long lasting customer uh, relationships now customization you have done it right so a lot of like you are the first mover advantage and you are the first among brand who started doing customization in d2c space but customization is from the outside feel it's not feel so easy to do it right it's very tough to operate to do the logistics to look at the back end to do the productions right so what are the challenges um uh, vedics have faced at the initial time when you started off customization and how you cope up with that oh absolutely it is not easy at all uh, because there are two elements to it one is when you start a customization or customized skincare or hair care brand as it is when you start a new brand in d2c space it is very difficult to uh, get production at the low volumes that you need right for example if i start a shampoo brand and hair care brand and then go and tell a manufacturer hey give me 10000 or 5000 shampoos to start with very few manufacturers will even entertain that kind of a request for a customized brand it means that i have to go even lower so i want maybe 20 30 skus even to start with mm. and i only want maybe 200 and 500 units of each right so that was one of the biggest challenge that we had to face to get um the second one was uh, how do you build on the product 
so while i will launch something which is customized for you but i might have missed certain aspects of this customization which i'll uh, get uh, you know i need data from the customers to make sure that what i've created is actually working for them so it's a heavy mm-hmm. amount of tech dependency so in a way we are a tech first company and ops first company right uh because we solved the first problem by entering into long term agreement suppliers and they, and assuring them you will the supplies will pick up once the volumes grow and all those things we did a lot of stuff there and the second thing is that we build a strong tech team where every order that gets out uh we have a regimen or a sort of follow up after 7 8 days to get a sensory review on the products that uh, you receive was the oil working was the shampoo working was the serum working mm. was it too sticky was it uh, sort of uh, screening your hair uh, well enough and then after every 30 days we have a regimen review to sort of understand whether the long term effect of the regimen is working the way you had expected to work and you won't believe right i mean we have industry uh, leading customer satisfaction rate on regimen and on individual product like on regimen we have satisfaction rates of 72% on uh, some of the individual products we have a satisfaction rates of 85% so um, so and and it's not that it happened the first day when we launched right mm-hmm. so as i said we launched data came in we started the uh, satisfaction rates so of maybe 40 45% then we realized okay this is not working for everyone so let's break the shampoo into three parts we'll go one give to very oily hair so we had obviously we had oily hair shampoo normal hair shampoo dry hair shampoo and then we broke it down into very oily very uh, very dry dry mm-hmm. normal normal to oily and the whole spectrum of basically whatever um, state of scalp or hair you could have then we broke the oils into multiple prakriti types so so the point i was trying to make is that to create a customized brand long term requires level of commitment level of uh, sort of a, a dna that is aligned to uh, that kind of an operation it just you know it just you just can't just overnight create a customized brand from a non customized uh, uh, operation yeah yeah so now you also touched the point one uh, one thing jatin that now uh, you leverage a lot of tech in your day to day working right so when it comes down to customization you collect feedback from the customers you develop the product you come up with the packages or something that best suit for them and that's how you grown your uh, percentage from 45 to 75 and 80 and so on and so forth yeah so what is your mechanism what are the kind of tech that you utilize i know you're not going to disclose all the uh, all the secrets but if you can give a gist about it it's like as a d2c brand what are the scope of tech beyond logistics beyond operation that they can have you know actually there's a lot of uh, chatter in the industry around plug and play tech available for a d2c brand which i think is, is true obviously a lot of oms a lot of warehousing solutions a lot of logistics solutions are available but for us uh given the nature of the operation that i just explained to you uh, we had to build our tech stack from the beginning and we are one of the only probably personal care brand who have a cto in house and have a strong tech mm-hmm. team so there's an wow. internal software that we have built that not only acts as our oms and wms uh, but also acts as our crm and our basically data stack and all departments feed off it so when a order is placed you can track the customer journey through uh that software and the and all the customer interactions can be tracked through through that software and that software has a direct feed into r&d so the our, we have an announced mm-hmm. r&d team by the way which is headed by um, industry veterans they look at this data on a daily basis and they say okay from week to week my shampoo satisfaction has let's say gone from 72 to 75% which is great 
or let's say has gone from 80 to 75 percent, which is not the case. So what happened here? Did we change the formulation? Was the batch an issue? Was is is there some tweaking that we can do? So this is constant effort that happens at the tech. So tech basically is the uh, bedrock of innovation in this company, right? It drives, it provides insights that drives uh, decision making across mm-hmm. all levels from CEO to the on the ground uh, staff operations. So that's how important tech is uh, for our business. Now, um, since you leveraged the point of tech, tech marketing customization eats up a lot of funds right so if we talk about a startup a brand a homegrown brand is very tough for them to manage that level of funds right so i know that you've gone for a couple of rounds if you can highlight that point how was your experience when this happened what are the benchmarks that you have to hit before jumping into the funding so if you can give a gist about that you know interestingly people feel that way but uh, vedics has been profitable uh, from mm-hmm. the very beginning and one of the reasons for that is because we as i said high customer retention rate right so while acquisition costs remain high across the industry the fact that we are able to retain most of our customers helps us uh, maintain a very uh, well, a reasonable pnl so we have not done a lot of fundraising because we honestly never required so if you see we i mean we don't really engage with celebrity influencers and stuff like that because we really believe that the product should do the talking and if you actually awesome. experience the whole uh, Vedic's experience, you will realize that how unique and uh, well, well, unique it is to you and to each on each and every one of our customers. Right. Hmm. So that has really helped us. We did uh, raise money from RPG Ventures earlier, just before uh, pandemic hit. But it was a very small round, and it was primarily done to uh, you know benefit from any unique opportunities that opportunities that might come our way, and to spend a little bit on branding. Um, yeah, so that's where we are, and we have sort of tried to maintain a profitable uh, operations from the very beginning. Yeah. So, so as per you, like uh, working on the basics, like having a profit margin set, I would say that this uh, unit economics that do the justice yeah. for the brand in the long run, right? Now, yeah. from Indian market, from domestic market, you're now you're taking brand to a global level, right? You started yeah. launching multiple cities, America, Dubai, so. What are the process for that? Like, and what are the scope that you have seen compared to domestic market? Like, what was the thought going behind that? So I think, um, see, it's not easy, obviously, uh, because you got to really understand the nuances for each ma- of each market mm. as far as regulatory is concerned. So each market has its own set of regulations around personal care and cosmetic product, which you have to sort of uh, be aligned with. From product perspective so it was a learning curve for us but uh, over the last six months we've been able to do that i think the scope is immense uh in the last six months already we are doing about 20 percent of our top line from international markets as you rightly said we're in us canada australia uk middle east southeast asia europe uk so mm-hmm. we have activated all these markets and as a d2c brand uh, it is relatively easy for us because you don't have to establish uh, offline distribution or you know, go and find people who will carry your products and sell them and so on and so forth. But uh, having said that, it is not easy. It has been a learning curve, but it's extremely rewarding because uh, that piece of the business is scaling really well. Yeah. Okay. So which uh, like which market you see currently in this year is the best potential to launch something? Which country that you're eyeing, eyeing most on? Is it I Dubai? think of all the countries, I mean... Uh, of all the countries that we have launched, 
US, UK, Australia, UAE continue to be the strong performers. And plus, obviously, Southeast Asia, Singapore, Malaysia piece is also mm-hmm. doing well. So I would not say any one country will be uh, will be an outperformer. But I think just because of sheer size, US is definitely a larger piece of it. Just because yeah. there's so many consumers in the US. Uh, but that's it, right? I mean, each one has their own strength. And I think we have been able to find uh, acceptance in at least among the Indian diaspora in each one of them. So that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Now, if you can highlight, if you want to highlight a couple of two, two challenges, I would say two challenges going global and how you have cope up with that. So I think the biggest challenge uh, for us in this environment especially was the logistics and the two challenges, right? So logistics piece and the regulatory piece. Because as I said, mm-hmm. each country is unique in terms of what they allow, what they don't allow from a formulation perspective. Some countries require you to just let them know, just make sure the labels are Chauvin compliant. Some countries require you to register the product uh, with their local authority yeah. before you can even start selling them in those countries, right? So that was built, that was a learning curve. Uh, it's intense especially for a customized brand that maintains so many SKUs that go in combination. It was a tough, um, uh, tough thing to crack, but uh, I'm very glad that we were able to do that. Second is logistics, because as you might have sort of followed over the last couple of years, ever since Mm -hmm. pandemic hit, the cost of uh, freight has gone up significantly, uh, especially from, uh, from east to west. Uh, because of uh, uh, low capacity on ports in, and then increase in oil prices and stuff like that. Right? So that is a bit of a challenge because it affects the PNL directly. However, uh, so while we built it on the higher base, now we are seeing some prices going down, its capacity being opened up because of slowing global economy. So that is, in a way, very ironically, helping us. While the global economy is on a sort of a slowdown mode, it is helping mm-hmm. us because the freight rates are going down, fuel prices are going down. So yeah, let's see where, where this leads us to. Amazing. Yeah. I'm super excited for that as well. But yeah. now you touch the point, the threat. Uh, so you're getting advantage over the uh, reduced cost in the market. So how are you leveraging? How are you penetrating the market? If you want to cover the global marketing strategy of FedEx, so how you target, you don't onboard a big celebrities. A lot of brands that have been proliferated in a short spam of time, Use a lot of big celebrities. They got a good push. They infuse a lot of money. Got a couple of rounds. It's a pretty, pretty sorted uh, journey that we seem right. It seems, but for a brand like you, with a very less amount of uh, money spent on the celebrities and the big faces, what was your strategy going to global and getting into the minds of audience? See, over the last uh, three and a half years, we have built a brand in India, and we have a lot of content around it, and we rely primarily on. Uh, performance marketing. So when mm-hmm. we take the same sort of a setup to a, to a country like US, which, and we target Indian diaspora, the content that we've already created sort of resonates with that audience. And that helps us uh, at least get the initial traction and push it a little bit further. So that has been the playbook uh, sort of so far. And I think uh, that is, uh, and once, as I said, you know, it all comes down to the product itself. Mm-hmm. Once we are able to get into the hands of the customer and they'll like it, they just continue to buy it, which is great for us because which means that we have to spend that much less. And uh, yeah, so that has been the playbook. And we really never have felt the need, sort of we have missed a big celebrity um, uh, for the brand. Oh, I'm not saying that we, the brand would not benefit from it. I'm just saying that so far, uh, we have been able to manage without that. Yeah. 
amazing towards going to the end of the conversation just in like in a short sum of time you touch a lot of great points the one thing that i'm very i'm really fascinated about uh, this is that you have done your positioning right so you done you talked about that product to do all the justice right so now a new brand if want to enter in any any uh, any space in a d2c industry so again it's kind of a very crowded how they can have their unique selling proposition like if they want to take some formula from your journey so what would be uh, what formula you would give to a new beginner or a startup who start who planning to launch something in this space so i think irrespective of uh, the category you are launching in it's very important to have uh, well i mean it's cliche to say it but really you have to have a unique differentiator which offers a mm-hmm. 5 to 10x improvement over whatever else the customer might anyways buy right just launching another brand in the same category with the same usp will probably not help and what will end up is uh, you'll end up spending a lot of money in pushing the product which will generate a lot of sales but one the moment the money sort of the spend stop sales will stop and we've seen this uh, play out again and again in the market it is very very important to have a unique perspective on that offering so that it can offer at least a 10x incremental benefit to the customer only then you know there's a there's something there otherwise uh, keep looking i would say yeah. <laughs> and don't launch a new product or, or else right yeah 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 absolutely so- So now one last question, uh, Jatinder. I this is my favorite, and I ask a lot of entrepreneurs and founders. So, what Vedic in year twenty thirty three will look like for you? So I think the what we want to grow into is this uh, global Ayurvedic beauty and personal care brand that uh, integrates a customer journey. online to offline so when i say offline i i mean that you know you, a customer should be able to talk to an ayurvedic mm-hmm. doctor get their doubts cleared get recommendations sort of buy products that are suited to them across personal care if possible across nutraceutical sort of a single place for all your uh, concerns that could be uh, so that could be sort of attended through an ayurvedic approach so whatever can be done through ayurveda we want to be able to offer that at global scale so that's where the brand vision is yeah. amazing thanks a lot jatin on being on the show it was really nice conversating with you and uh, trust me the work, work that you guys are doing and literally going to kill it and super excited for your next 10 years journey thanks a lot my pleasure minister